To have passion in life is everything. What's your Everest? Oh, is it yeah. that 200 inch box? They just look so impressive when they're wide. Especially running away. <laughs> Welcome to this week's episode of Eastman's Elevated. It's like a think tank for outdoor activity. Sounds exactly like my hunting. Just always thinking about it, always trying to evolve it and make it better. Here's your host, Brian Barney. Hey, what's happening, guys? Got a brand new Eastman's Elevated for you. So today on the podcast, I have on Jessica from Savage Arms. Savage are building great rifles with great out-of-the-box accuracy. Today we get into the the technical features of these rifles. Uh, we get into the accuracy of them, calibers. We get into shooting with kids, shooting positions. Uh, just made for a great conversation. I really enjoyed it. I think you guys will enjoy it too. I want to thank my sponsors for today's show. I want to thank Sig Sauer Optics. Uh, so I'm building up a rifle, a 6.5 Creedmoor, and uh, gosh, we we put a Sig Sauer scope on it that has the BDX system. This BDX system will talk to an app on your phone, to your rifle scope, to your rangefinder to show you the exact hold at where you need to hit for that range. Uh, it's an amazing feature. They're also building great spotting scopes. They've got their 27 by 55 by 80. I'm blown away at the clarity of this scope and the quality of this scope. I also really like their binos. Uh, they build the best rangefinders on the market, and they have this new product that they came out with that is their image stabilizing binos. I think these things are the future. Like looking through these binos, you click the button and it takes all the shake out of them. So it looks like you're glassing from a tripod. Like uh, it's amazing. So glassing from a windy ridge. Uh, it, it just stabilizes the image where you can see it uh, so crisp and so clean. And I think it's going to amount to picking out more animals on the hillside and uh, more success through the binos. So uh, if you're in the market for new optics, make sure to check out Six Sour. I also want to thank Savage. Uh, Savage are building such high-end rifles. Like we talk about the different rifles today on the podcast, uh, but they're just building rifles with these technical features that really help the shooter. Uh, they've got their Accu stock, their Accu trigger, uh, lightweight mountain rifles uh, that are just so accurate and, and will give you the confidence this year in the field. So if you're in the market for a new rifle, make sure to check out Savage Arms. Over at Eastman's, we've got that giveaway for that Quiet Cat bike this month. Uh, make sure to join Tag Hub and you'll be entered in that membership. We're also giving away a bunch of hunts through Tag Hub this year. So if you're a member, you're entered into those drawings. Uh, make sure to check that out. Tag Hub is our internet research tool where we compile all our data from all the Western states and put it in one place in a searchable format. Also, if you're interested in the magazines, we have Eastman's Bow Hunting Journal, Eastman's Hunting Journal. Uh, the promo code for that is Elevated321. That'll get you both magazines for $50, an Outdoor Edge Knife, or you put in that same promo code for one magazine, Outdoor Edge Knife, for $30. Uh, with that, we're just coming back from these um, speaking gigs, Fieldcraft Survival, Black Rifle Coffee Company, uh, and then I did one down in Arizona. They went really well. I'm hoping for more of these in the future to get you guys that next level information in a public format. So, um, man, it was really fun. I, I enjoyed going to that. Enjoyed going to the Mountain Archery Fest. Um, shooting those those 3D targets on that course on the ski run was just amazing. Shot that Pope and Young course, which has the replicas of all those animals. So, uh, I believe that's the last one of the season, but make sure to get on a next year's. Um, it's just great practice leading into season. So that was super fun. 
And with that, just um, making my last uh, preparation for season here, a couple weeks away from cutting these legs loose. Super excited. Uh, got some good podcasts coming up for you. Um, so going to put out that in-depth spot and stock podcast. It's a, a solo, um, you know, I, I kind of recap some of the Hawaii hunting, but uh, mostly an antelope and deer episode. Uh, so I'll get that released. Uh, also have an elk episode that'll come out before September for you guys. So uh, we got some good things in the works and then some great guests here lately. So uh, really excited at some of the recordings we're releasing to you guys. And um, yeah, can't wait to get you guys that information and um, get to season here. I know you guys are getting excited as well. So let's get into this podcast. It's a great one all about Savage Arms uh, with Jessica. I'm your host, Brian Barney on Eastman's Elevated. Here we go. I've never seen it like this before. You know, you're booked out years, not months, not weeks. Um, and Savage does the best we can to keep up with our demand, um, have really quick turnaround time with orders coming in. A majority of our orders were always filled within the month they actually came in. And now we're looking at, you know, one, two years out. It's just, it's, it's crazy, but hey, we appreciate it because it's also, it's hunting guns that are going out. You know, it's not self-defense necessarily. And it's nice to see people get outside and get hunting and kind of get in the new categories and, outside of their you know what they're used to yeah it's amazing isn't it yeah it's um it 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 has brought it to everybody's attention that that we have this great recreating across our country and bringing in this new fold or this new generation of hunters is just great so yeah it's super It, it keeps you guys busy and keeps us busy and and a big part of that too is your guys's reputation just the way your guys's rifle shoots one of if not the best company out there at building uh these rifles for accuracy and so you know i i think the reputation has just caught up where uh, your guys's demand is is incredible right now and and a lot of that is due to some of these new rifles like i love that that 110 ultralight and then um your guys's new impulse rifle i love the features in it like um the the accu trigger and uh the accu stock kind of talk about some of those features for me real quick yeah so the impulse is loaded with existing technology that savage has which you mentioned accu trigger accu stock even accu fit um impulse also features about 13 new patents as well so it's just loaded with technology sometimes it's so hard to kind of get all of that across and really point out all of the features of it um and really communicate it to the customer but the the originals you know accu trigger was one of the first ones to come out um and that was almost 20 years ago we're coming up on that in about a year and a half 20 years of the anniversary of the accu trigger and we have quite a few variants of it that go across a wide variety of platforms and um, my favorite part about the AccuTrigger, not only the safety and the accuracy of it, but also for anyone learning to shoot or just wanting to get more accurate, um, it's a good learning trigger as well to learn how to accurately pull a trigger and not always jump on it. That's and It's amazing. really good hunting scenarios and yeah. target shooting where you, you know where you are with the trigger, you know when it's going to go off, you can feel it, and it's very light, so you're not, you don't have the resistance um, that some other triggers have out there. Um, AccuStock is now coupled with AccuFit. So AccuStock is really the best way to kind of explain a built-in chassis before chassis were cool. We started bedding in the aluminum rail into there. So it's um, fully length along the action and gives it a really secure bedding for a more accurate rifle. 
And then AccuFit we introduced in 2018, which allows the user to adjust length of pull and cheek weld themselves. So not every shooter is built the same. Um, I learned that the hard way, always being handed someone's old rifle and thinking it's gonna fit a five foot four female and it's a 6'3 male. And let me tell you, when all you see is black through the scope, it, nobody understands why, but we kind of figured that out that, hey, fit matters in this case, and every single person is built different. And also, your rifle is going to vary based on hunting season. So, if you're wearing lighter weight gear in the spring and heavier clothing in the winter, your length of pull might be modified just enough to make you not feel as comfortable in your rifle. So, gives the user the adjustability there to modify it, switch it out, or even hand it down, maybe through generations, to be able to fit different shooters. Man, the, the devil is in the details. Like, uh, uh, those little things make such a difference in accuracy. Like, that AccuTrigger, I think it adjusts from, like, one to four pounds, and so we used to have to take our guns to the gunsmith to lighten our triggers to be more accurate, to get that crisp pull that you're talking about, and not have that jerk at the shot. And so that AccuTrigger to be able to have the adjustability and then to be able to play with it because, you know, I used to just guess, hey, I want my trigger at two pounds or I want it at a, a pound and you just kind of had to guess at it. But now with the adjustability, you get to play around with it and really fire the gun and see what, what fits you right. So that's just an amazing feature. It's um, like like really forward thinking. I can't believe that it's been 20 years since you guys introduced those triggers. But, um, and, and then that, that AccuStock, gosh, you're so right. Like I've got two young girls that are into hunting. So we're now 17 and 13, but, um, you know, I, I don't build kids real big. Like I don't have six foot kids. Like they're, they're teeny tiny, you know, they're, they're five foot at best, you know? And so getting a rifle that fits them that they can feel comfortable with is so important. And so that stock, uh, you said like adjusting the length of pull. So you're, you're adjusting the length of the stock to the trigger pull on the gun. So it's got a real comfortable fit and that's so important. And then like you say, the, the cheek height on that, to be able to really tuck your cheek into the rifle is so important for accuracy. And so um, you guys are just such forward thinkers at Savage to be able to put those you know, into your, your, your rifle models, like that Impulse and the, the, the 110 Ultralight is an amazing rifle. But yeah, it's, um, that, that's so great. It's, um, it, it, it helps so much with accuracy. It really does make a difference. Um, I even pull all the spacers out and the length of pull down to 12 and a half. Um, and women actually naturally have longer necks. And so something that you don't realize is if we, you know, comfortably shoulder a rifle and, you know, they do the whole close your eyes method, open your eyes, it's just gonna be black. Sometimes I'm even looking under a scope unless I raise the cheek riser way up there, which looks probably wicked awkward. But for me, that's exactly how I'm gonna get a sight picture. And if if it's not there, imagine how much time you're wasting trying to find first to get light through a scope and then second to find something in the scope. Um, when I first started out hunting, there's a lot of deer that just walked away and I'm still standing there going, all I see is black. Um, <laughs> and so you would bring her back to the team and say, we've got to fix this. We've got to find this easier. And it's really helpful if, you know, shooters are out there teaching others and helping them fit them before just handing a rifle and getting out there. Um, so having the ability to adjust, that's critical. The ultralight's done really well for us. It has both those adjustments and all those features as well. 
And you mentioned, you know, the AccuTrigger and being able to adjust that. So we always sit down as a product team and say, listen, what are gunsmiths doing that we can just do from the factory um, and offer that uh, as a standard product for us? And so AccuTrigger is obviously one of the first ones there where we said trigger job. Everyone's doing a trigger job. Everyone's making it lighter, crisper, cleaner. So that's how the AccuTrigger came about. Um, and we keep innovating on that too. So the impulse features a drop-in trigger package for the AccuTrigger and it's adjustable from the rear. So again, we're always looking at it saying, how do we make this easier? Listen, I'm, I'm just as lazy as everyone else out there. I don't wanna to have to go through all the work of taking the stock off in order to adjust the trigger. So the impulse trigger can actually be adjusted without removing the stock from the rear of the trigger guard, similar to some of our rimfire models as well. So we kind of keep going further and further. We can't just rest. Um, you know, this market really wants innovation, appreciates innovation. Um, so we're trying to stay on the forefront of that. Yeah, I would say constantly evolving and changing and making things better. Um, that's what uh, uh, builds an amazing company like Savage. You know, it's just absolutely awesome. So yeah, the the trigger pull, the accu stock, and you talk about um, you know finding the, those game animals in the scope. It's so difficult when you don't have it set for the right eye relief or it, the, the rifle doesn't fit you. And I've learned with my with my girls, we do a ton of practice on, on just uh, acquiring targets and um, a lot of, well, I don't know if I'm supposed to say this, but we do like a lot of dry fire practice. And, um, you know, it's just a great way to practice, especially when ammo is so expensive nowadays. And it gets those girls <laughs> really comfortable with that rifle to, to be able to put it on target, to acquire that target, whether it's prone or sitting or uh, you, you, no matter the shooting position uh, to be able to get in that scope and find that target but a lot of that comes down to a good fit of the rifle and it's just tough to find these rifles that that fit you know everybody from a, a 6.3 to a 5 foot and everywhere in between and I, I think that's the great thing you guys also offer a bunch of youth models for your rifles as well. We do we have a lot of youth models um, and even if you don't, now most stuff offers AccuFit, which we considered, you know, down to a 12 and a half inch length of pull. We also have the Rascal, which is, you know, really young kids get out there and just 22 LR target shooting. And you have the AccuTrigger and a lot of the safety features in that that we have um, in our full size rifles. But we also have a lot of left hands, too. So that's something, you know, if we don't launch a product in left hand, people come after us because at this point they just expect it. So when we worked on the impulse, uh, the lead engineer came to me and he said, hey, I think I can make this bolt handle reversible, like toolish, just take the bolt handle out, put it in the other side. And I was like, did you do it yet? Just go do it, it makes my job easier, less skews, I don't have to make a left-handed now. Um, so we went ahead and did that. And I, I think that has become one of the cooler features of the, the straight pull rifle we designed. There's obviously a lot of stuff packed into it, but the bolt handle really kind of keeps coming to the surface as that's that's a really cool technology. Wow, that's amazing. So you can actually switch the handle of the bolt to a righty or a lefty. Just It's like a, a made for both ways right there. Correct, yeah. So the bolt handle and toollessly, you know, wow. screws on off, pulls out, puts goes in the other side. Um, you can also put it at different angles too. So I actually prefer one that's kind of pointed straight down. I've got a coworker who prefers it kind of pointing straight forward not comfortable for me, but works for her. So um, you can kind of switch it up. So I believe you get about eight different positions on, you know, total between the two sides of the gun. Wow. I bet the lefties absolutely love you guys. Yeah, they have such a hard time finding rifles or like you say, a different skew or it's tough to get. Um, 
I did. I did. Uh, I talked to this guy the other day that was. Um, he's a fly fishing guide, and so we were doing this fly fishing podcast, and we were talking about right and left handed. And uh, he said when when he went to school, he was in a Catholic school, and um, the nuns used to slap his left hand every time he tried to write with his left hand and call it the devil's hand. And so they pretty much taught him to to be able to write right handed. But uh, so so he's a little confused, like with rifles and which eye dominant and then which hand to use because he's you know been slapped in the wrist so many times for using his left hand i think he learned to do everything right-handed but i can't imagine it's so funny so yeah I feel so like i've encountered the the shooting equivalent of that recently where <laughs> people started to discover i'm left eye dominant but i still shoot right-handed and i feel like now people just stare at me like why why are you still shooting righty i'm like well I didn't discover my eye dominance till like two years in of struggling and tilting my head too far over. And someone finally asked me like, hey, have you ever checked your eye dominance? And now it's too late because now I know how to shoot righty that it's too <laughs> awkward lefty. So the only thing I've been able to switch to lefty is, is pistol. But everything else, rifles and shotguns, the only time it matters. I, I'm still kind of goofy out here shooting right-handed, left eye dominant. Oh, it's it's tough to relearn things when you've learned one way and learned how to do things well one way. Uh, so what's the secret me. to it? Do you close your left eye then when you shoot or eye patch or how do you um, get through that? Man, I wish I was rocking the eye patch, but no, I just, uh, I close my left eye. Um, I've started to learn, you know, target acquisition. We we're talking about that. I struggled with that for a long time and it sounds funny. I started to learn that if I close my left eye, I could shoot and see through the scope just fine. And then if I've got to move targets, you know, especially in precision shooting, I'll then open my left eye because it'll remove my sight off of the scope onto the targets down range so I can find where they are and then close my left eye again and get back into the scope. So I've started to use it to my advantage. I don't think that that's probably efficient or really the standard way of doing things, but I figured it out how to work for me. So oh, it'd be so tough. If I found out I was left eye dominant, I, I don't, I, I'd like to think I could change, but I don't think I could either. Yeah. You get so used to shooting one way and it just feels so awkward. It's so funny as humans, how we, how we are programmed to use one hand or do things one way. And then the other side, uh, we're totally awkward. Like, um, you know, throwing a ball left-handed is just, I look ridiculous, you know, and it, it's so funny that you can do it so well right-handed and then can't do it left-handed, but it's just the nature of the beast, but that's awesome. You guys are designing them uh, for both right and left-handed. Um, I know I've got a buddy that's left-handed that has a such a tough time finding bows or finding rifles that are left-handed, so uh, that was an amazing move on your guys' part, and so Savage is is just constantly innovating. Like like, how did uh, how did Savage get their start, and, and and how have you guys grown over these years and, and built your company on this name? Well, so Savage has been around for a very long time, as I'm sure you're aware. Um, and our kind of bread and butter platform really has been the Model 110. Sure, the Model 99 is obviously a, a huge part of our history, but not in current production. Model 110 is our, our conventional bolt action rifle. It's been around since 1958. We really haven't changed much. You know, we've built well over a million, if not more of them just in recent years. And, and that's really where we've stood on. But in the last 20 years or so, we've really strived for innovation and improving our processes and improving our product and our quality as well. And I think we've even picked up the pace in recent years in the last five to 10 years 
uh, with an executive team that really is going after innovation and trying to do better. So, you know, that that is still the line that we stand behind the Model 110 and innovating on that and expanding it to niche product categories. And then you've seen us enter different categories since. So we've really gotten into more modern firearms with MSRs. We have the new Renegade semi-automatic shotgun and making products that don't, you know, they, they look new, they look modern, but really those looks are, are more ergonomics than anything and aesthetics that, that make sense, more vertical pistol grips, um, taking something from the AR world where that actually is more ergonomic and, and, and incorporating that into traditional rifle stocks and shotgun stocks uh, for shooters. But then you have the education level that comes behind that. So just trying to get out there and get them in, in consumer hands and get them shooting. But really, we've just been driving behind our technology and continuing to ask, you know, what are gunsmiths doing, but also what are consumer problems out there that we can solve? Um, and then looking at expanding categories too. So like the ultralight, for example, there's really a large growth into high-end hunting rifles, but also lightweight, something that you're going to carry for a long time. Because if you've ever, you know, done a lot of backcountry hunting, the more weight is is uh, really kind of screwing you there. So the less you can carry, the better. And that's where the ultralight came into play. And then just for the, the price and the value and straight out of the box accuracy. So we, we know we have accurate barrels. And in this case, we've partnered with Proof Research who they know how to do carbon fiber. I mean, it's, it's their go-to. And so we partnered with them. It's been great working with them, a lot of fun. And so we've got kind of a, a perfect union there of a product that, you know, anyone can buy and get out there and hunt with. Oh, absolutely. And the, the components too, like, um, yeah, the all quality components, quality, uh, rifle barrels, like, um, it, it all goes into building a great rifle, but yeah, those, those ultralights, um, they're, they're so popular, you know, because they're so great to hunt the mountains with. Like you say, we spend so much time cutting ounces here and there and, and trying to get, as light as we can because a pound on the back is uh uh like uh or a, a a pound on the like it it all makes a difference and it all puts an exertion on you when you're trying to cover miles and so to get that rifle like i think your ultralights are under six pounds right yeah i think the short action falls at about five eight and the long action falls at just about six pounds Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. What a lightweight rifle and, and nice to pack. And on these extreme mountain hunts, like a lot of times, um, you know, we're, we're putting our rifles on our backpacks and then using trekking poles to be able to keep safe and hunt this extreme environment. So to be able to have those ultra light rifles and then also have them so accurate, like you're saying, like you, you've been through all these components to build the most accurate rifles outside the box. And uh, some of these um, buddies that I have that are long-range shooters and really into accuracy, they they just they push and believe in Savage as being the most accurate rifles out there, which makes such a difference. Like um, to have a forgiving rifle when you're shooting at an animal, like a, you don't need to hit a half-inch spot on an animal when you're shooting, but you need that forgiveness of that accuracy. So when you do make a small mistake or uh, you know, aren't uh, miss your your mark by by a few inches. You've got that forgiveness to be able to hit the middle and still get that animal. So it makes such a difference with those the those accurate savage rifles. So um, you can just tell that you guys have worked really hard on every component of those rifles to build the absolute best ones you can. 
Yeah, we introduced the Ultralight into the Backcountry Extreme series, and when we kind of put that family together, we took a look at a lot of our hunting uh, products and said, all right, you know, we let's look at every single detail. So let's look at the trigger. You know, what sort of trigger weight do we need for a backcountry gun? Okay, so it should have the one and a half to four pound trigger instead of the two and a half to six. That's more kind of tactical range style. Now we're looking at the stock. So do we need AccuFit on everything? Yes, of course, but do we need AccuStock? In some cases it makes sense. In some cases it adds about three quarters of a pound. That's a lot of weight uh, for something that you're gonna go a lot of miles with. So it makes sense in some guns that maybe aren't going as high altitude as far hikes, uh, maybe more of a tree stand gun, but also gives you a little bit more rigidity. So if you're looking at taking you know, a 700, 800, 900 yard shot, having the AccuRail in there, the AccuStock in there makes a big difference. So depending on the model, we'll look at having it in there versus not. So ultra light, not so much, but still have AccuFit. Um, then we also look at finishes. So that's kind of a big play in it too. If you're out in the elements, if you're camping out there, you're staying out there for multiple nights in a row, you're gonna want something that has some corrosion resistance. So a lot of those products are treated either with a melanite um, coating, which is gonna protect it, and it's gonna kind of harden that surface, or it's got a PVD finish, or even Cerakote in some cases. So we've looked at everything. If it's, you know, we added weight in AccuStock, are we gonna go ahead and flute barrels? Um, what kind of fluting are we using in order to get weight reduction, but also still maintain accuracy? Threaded barrels, so if you've got a lightweight gun, you wanna throw a muzzle brake on there. Um, we've went ahead and, and threaded most of our barrels from here on out in our hunting category, so you can throw a muzzle brake on there, a suppressor, where it's allowed and keep those as standard threads as well so it's compatible and so uh -huh. we've, we've taken all those products in the backcountry extreme series and said you know these are the features that really matter for specific hunting purposes and make sure we're not missing any details oh you guys are always thinking um yeah that that's amazing like uh, uh just all of those things um like you say everything has a give and take and so you guys probably have to weigh your options on those and figure out what you're gonna offer like on on each one of those rifles as far as like uh fluted barrels and and bringing down the weight there um and, and then you guys have so many calibers like the it's so tough to choose calibers nowadays that that um what what's like the difference between that 6.5 creedmoor and the 6 6.5 what is it the the prc the prc yeah yeah so i saw was, that new caliber yeah so hornady came out with that a little while ago and it has done really well um i think initially we thought it would be more of a you know prs style cartridge but it's turned out to be a really good you know backcountry caliber so We've sold an equal amount of 6.5 PRC to 6.5 Creedmoor in products like the Ultralight, the Timberline, the High Country, which completely caught us off guard. I mean, we knew that it was going to be a great like caliber for sheep hunting, um, but we didn't expect it to take off like that. So it, it's got a lot more power to it. Um, I'm no ammo expert, so I'm not going to dig into ballistics over here. But um, as far as guns go, it's done really well in our in our backcountry family. 6.5 Creedmoor, I mean... I think everybody's jumped on that bandwagon, including myself. Um, and that's just kind of a great overall cartridge out there. You know, easy to get ammo, not too expensive, guns are readily available, and just kind of a do-it-all caliber, unless you're going for something extremely big game or dangerous game, maybe step into something a little bit bigger. And 65 PRC might help out there. But they've both done really well. We've seen a lot of calibers come and go. And I think with 65 Creedmoor taking off, 
we started to see kind of this slow dying of some other calibers like 260 Remington and and just stuff that did well about 10 years ago but is finally starting to fade out. Wow. Yeah, it's just replaced a lot of those calibers. Yeah, that um, even that 260 was a great caliber. But yeah, that 6.5 Creedmoor, I'm, I'm also on the bandwagon of getting one of those set up. It's just such a great deer and antelope gun, sheep gun, like you say, goats. Um, and so that, that, that other 6.5 has a little bit more pop to it. Um, uh, better for uh, bigger animals like uh, it's made by Hornady huh so we get some more speed out of that that cartridge is that right yeah I believe so um, a little bit bigger a little bit more speed and I think a little bit more stopping so um, I've seen it be really successful like I said sheep goats and like that um, I'm not sure about the range on it as far as 6.5, but I think if you're going to go longer distance with it, you'd probably jump up to 6.5 PRC if it's a bit bigger animal mm-hmm. at a longer distance. Um, but 6.5 Creedmoor, I think anything deer and down is perfect. Um, even elk, you know, I've seen it very successful in a lot of elk hunts, so um, it's not too bad. Yeah, I know a lot of guys like using those smaller calibers for elk, and it's just the smaller calibers are so accurate and shoot so nice that it's tough not to want to take them for elk. You know, they, um, they, you know, it's all about where you hit them, and it's all about accuracy. And if you hit them in the right place, they're done. But it does like a bigger caliber gives you a little bit more room for error, like we were talking about that forgiving setup. So you know, I'm not a caliber expert either. Like I just thought it was interesting, <laughs> like seeing these new calibers come out and what's popular and what's doing well, and then what guys are using them for. So yeah, you guys have a. a a variety of different calibers and, and it seems like you're really tapped into the market of what guys want for all species whether that's you know dangerous game or elk or whether that's uh, deer or antelope and I know that uh, I've been using that um, 7mm08 for the girls um, for their hunting or whatever and it's just a great accurate caliber that doesn't kick too bad and then also you know has the knockdown power we need when hunting deer and elk and then I think I think my kid brother actually shot an elk with that that 7mm08 when he had it before I bought it from him when uh, he stepped up to a new rifle or whatever. But just uh, a bunch of great options for calibers for every big game animal that that, that we choose to go for, which is just awesome. And so uh, you offer uh, like a lot of those calibers in that 110 ultralight that's done so well, and then also that impulse. Yeah, the we've offered i think like something like the axis family i think we have up to like 13 different calibers going from 223 up to 270 and 30 at six and then in the 110 line we go all the way up to 300 wind mag and then 338 lapua in some cases with like the long range hunter um the ultralight was one of the first families we added 28 nosler to as well as 280 athlete improved and both of those did really well the 28 nosler we expected to do well and so that that did do really well for us we've expanded that into different categories um, that's a great cartridge coming out of Nosler. Um, and so I think we've same variety there. So I think I said, but we have 13 in the axis and you add about two or three more into the 110. So you're looking at 15, 16 different caliber offerings, if not more in the 110 family. And then it's going to depend on which model you're looking at for what calibers are, we're going to have offered. And we tried to, you know, pull out things like two, two, three and not put them into you know, a big game platform just doesn't make sense. Um, but then again, you know, in the ultralight, a lot of people are asking for something like a 223, 22250 and take that gun out predator hunting. So, mm-hmm. 
you know, at the end of the day, nobody wants to carry around a heavy rifle. So, <laughs> isn't that no matter the truth? what they're doing? <laughs> yeah, that's the truth. Um, that's amazing. Yeah, that I bet the predator um, hunting has has caught popularity like everything else as well. And those those calibers do shoot so nice. So yeah, I imagine you guys are are getting a, a bunch of orders in for those guns as well. Um, so those, yeah, and the, the impulse and we've got a predator model on the impulse, which you know if you think about it, you've got quick follow up shots. It's a straight pull rifle, so it's just. You know, two motions of the bolt, and you still got scope acquisition. You're not lifting your bolt up. You're not moving your rifle. So, for predator hunting, hog hunting, kind of clearing any land, that gun has been a lot of fun to shoot, uh, especially chambered in you know 2250 or something like smaller like that, where recoil is not even a problem at all. So it's a lot of fun. It's quick. Yeah, so enjoyable to shoot. Um, so those uh, those different the different rifle models that we're talking about the 110 uh, ultralight and then um, uh, some of the new models you guys also you know those have all the features and you can build those rifles um, to your specifications exactly how you want it but you guys also like offer uh, like a, I don't even want to say budget because there's so much value to those rifles but uh, they they're more friendly for guys to be able to get into a rifle or gals to get into a rifle it, would that be like would that axis fall under that category yeah so the axis is our entry-level um, platform that we've built and god there's quite a few million of them out there and like I said we have about 13 different calibers it's kind of we've got a configuration for everyone I mean thousands of configurations out there between colors and variants threaded accessories so anything that really someone wants they're probably able to find out there and so the, you have the Axis, and then you have the Axis 2, which also includes the AccuTrigger. Um, and like I oh, said, wow. more budget-friendly, but you know what? It's still a Savage Barrel. It's still made the same way we make all of our other barrels, so it's going to shoot just as great. Um, I always say, and this is probably biting me in the rear every time, but like the gun's always going to be more accurate than the shooter. So you know, there's, <laughs> all, there's so many more elements to the shooter shooting accurately than the rifle shooting accurately that you know, we've done everything we can to make them accurate. The barrels are accurate. And so the Axis shoots great. It's a great budget-friendly um, rifle. I don't know if you have kids, but most of them come packaged with scopes as well. So mounted and bore-sided straight out of the factory. Um, then you go ahead and zero it, tighten everything down, and you're, you're good to go. So that's a great package, especially for someone getting into hunting. Listen, I know a lot of people who have bought, I think, the Axis in like five different calibers just to have them for multi-purpose instead of you know spending a lot of money on one gun. They've got you know a couple that do a couple different things for them depending on what they're looking to do. We also have the Trophy Series, which steps up a little bit more into um, our 110 receiver. The Axis receiver is slightly different and modified more for uh, versatility than anything. And so when you step up into the Trophy family, you get a little bit more modularity with the adjustable length of pull, um, upgraded scope, so we have Bushnell options in there, we have Vortex options in there. Um, and you also get different caliber offerings because of the, the 110 receiver, you're able to get into the 300 wind mags and some of the short mags and stuff like that. Oh, that's amazing. Like you say, you get such a good rifle and you get the same savage accuracy out of them. It, it's just to each their own. We're all different in what we want and what we need out of a rifle. And so, so for some guys, that axis is a perfect fit. And for other guys, 
you know, they want the adjustability and they want all the, the added features of like the, the 110 ultralight. So it's just great. You have offerings all the way throughout from, um, you know, one rifle category to the next. Um, that's amazing. Yeah. And they, they, they just build, like you say, it's the same outside the box accuracy where you pull that thing out and it shoots. And I loved your saying, like, uh, you build the, uh, I, I, I say a similar saying like that, like, um, you know, that, that, uh, uh, that, that, you know, the rifle will shoot way better than I ever can. You know, yeah, you guys build these shoot better than you can. <laughs> that is so funny and so true. It's like, I can't shoot good enough to be able to tell the difference because, um, they, they're always going to shoot better than I can hold or better than I can fire. That, that's just such a great saying. I, uh, and, and it rings so true because you build such accurate rifles. And yeah, for me to be able to hold on target and execute, if my groups start growing, I, I know it's not the rifle, it's me, you know, and, and the conditions, <laughs> yeah. you know, everything plays such a factor in accuracy of a rifle from, um, you know, from your shooting position and your hold to, um, the, the wind drift on a bullet is amazing, you know, and, and, uh, so like you say, to build such accurate rifles, uh, a lot of it comes down to the shooter as well. It really does. There's so many elements, you know, and variables in shooting mm -hmm. and the rifle is always really going to stay the same as long as you're cleaning it, maintaining it and not beating it up. But at the end of the day, we know that you know, Savage Rifle is, is a tool. So we want to be able to get out there, get the job done, be reliable. You know, maybe it's not hung over the mantle, but we want it, you want you to be able to rely on it and be able to shoot with it and hunt with it. And that's what it's intended for. It's a tool. Absolutely. So are you guys seeing growth uh, in, in every facet of the market from uh, Western game to Eastern whitetails to Southern whitetails? Are you guys seeing a lot of growth uh, out West hunting or where are you guys seeing the most growth or is it all across the board? I, as far as regionality, it's hard to tell, but I do feel like there's a lot of growth in Western big game hunting um, and whether those products are being used here in the Northeast and, you know, sitting in a tree stand where you can maybe see 50 yards through woods. Um, I'm sure they are because everyone kind of wants something unique now. Everyone's looking at, you know, different colors, patterns, features, uh, and people are really becoming experts on products before they walk in looking to purchase something. But that Western big game has really stepped up. And I think that maybe there's a lot of shooters and hunters out there that are trying to, to learn to get out there, have you know, lifetime goals of hunting out West and are really starting to pay attention to it and maybe get out there and do it. You have a lot of the DIYers too. That's, that seems to be growing rapidly, a lot of public land hunting. So we've been trying to keep up with that. Yeah, it makes sense. That's what I, what I'm seeing as well is a big push into Western hunting and uh, tag applications and, um, yeah, the, the, the public land and, and just making use of, of all this this great hunting that we have and, and guys out working hard that that put all this effort into their hunt and into their research and and um every facet that goes into it and also putting time into their rifles like uh guy, like you said um uh, guys are getting educated before they ever step in to buy a rifle to know exactly what they want to know everything about it so it, it's amazing it's the information day and age and we're just seeing that across the board whether that's uh uh, Western hunting, Eastern hunting, or just shooting. And so, like, I think that's a big part of your guys' popularity is the the deeper down the rabbit hole you go, 
you, you get to understand and know the, the, the rifles you guys are building and the components that go into it and know that you guys are innovators and in, in constantly trying to build the absolute best rifle or best tool for the job that you can. So yeah, it's just amazing. Um, we're seeing the same thing, the growth in, in Western hunting. So, um, you know, that and, and, and it looks like, um, you know, people are just enjoying what's right around us more, it seems like, with the, the camping and enjoying the outdoors. And, you know, we, we can't, you know, we haven't been able to travel international. And so, you know, it, it makes a lot of these guys look to towards opportunities that are around the lower 48 or the lower 48 Alaska and, and even like Hawaii. I think when I started hunting Hawaii, I felt like I was the only guy doing it for access deer. And now it's just caught in popularity where there's a ton of guys that are going out to Hawaii and having these amazing adventures and just realizing, you know, what we what we have to enjoy right here in the States and take advantage of it. Um, it it's just been amazing. And, and um, yeah, I think Savage is a huge part of building that absolute best tools for the job. Yeah, we've been working really hard. You know, you've got, like you said, a lot of people getting out there and trying to get it done and becoming experts. We have the internet. Everyone can figure out exactly what they want or how to do something a lot easier. So we work really hard to create a lot of content too that tells people, you know, something as simple as how to go ahead and clean the specific rifle that you have, a video, a blog post on how to do that, um, all the way to, hey, you want to hunt Alaska? Here's where to start. And so we've been working with partners such as Eastman's to to get a lot of that content out there, whether it's written videos, photos, or links to different pages to make sure, you know, if people want to learn something, they can come to us and we're here to teach them not only about the product, but how to use the product and what to do with it and become experts because we have, you know, so many new shooters and hunters out there. And like you said, with, with COVID and the virus around, people want to get outside and hunting, I think has become one of those, those, um, concepts are one of the things that people are doing to get outside and hunt and also be able to put food on their table. So, you know, I was just hunting axis deer, I actually mentioned it. I was in Texas and solely because I know how great the axis meat is. And so, uh, my coworker and I headed down there and shot some axis deer to be able to bring it back and fill the freezer and be good for a while now. And oh. I think a lot of people are recognizing that you had early in the pandemic, the rushes at grocery stores and, people really realizing that, hey, finding your own meat is actually very resourceful. Yeah, they're seeing the benefit of it. And and you're right, it's the information day and age where, you know, usually hunting has such a, a high bar for, for entry where you need a mentor or you need somebody to show you or take you out. But in today's day and age, they're able to find this information and then get the confidence to be able to go out on their own. That's uh, that's amazing your your trip to Texas for axis deer they are so fun to hunt out of all the species like I love western game and deer and elk are my favorite but I think axis ranks right up there with them like they are so enjoyable they're so switched on those um, uh, you know they're they're, they're so quick too, you know, but they, they're so switched on and, and picking up threats and danger and things and then sounding the alarm. And then uh, if you just went recently, you probably got to take part in a little bit of the rut, which is amazing with those axis deer as they're, you know, their combination of elk and deer as they have like deer sized bodies, but they call. And so you can hear these calls and kind of chase those, you know, through the, through the woods to try to find them and try to 
glass up those spots of those axis deer. That's amazing. I bet you had a great time. And there is no better meat on planet Earth. Like, I love all wild game meat, but axis is absolutely amazing, isn't it? It is delicious. It is. I've already gone through a lot of it because it's so good. You can use it for anything. And, you know, it doesn't taste gamey at all. And, um, yeah, it was it was fun being out there and learning, I think, we're always learning but I mostly hunt you know eastern whitetail and then a lot of mule deer out west as well to learn the different species and and breeding and shedding antlers and their rut differences and I didn't know that you know I think axis deer shed their their antlers on their birthday versus you know whitetail I always say oh valentine's day it's coming up and we'll start going shed hunting but so it's just so I think interesting to me that each species kind of varies so differently and learning about that when you're out there and seeing it and kind of knowing what you're getting into. Absolutely. Well, they, um, yeah. And, and coming from India, you know, there are warm weather species, but they evolved from avoiding Bengal tigers, you know, so that's what makes them so wary and so switched on. If you, if I had a big, uh, 500 pound cat chasing me, I would evolve pretty quickly or, or, uh, be left in the dust, but yeah, they are so fun to hunt. And that, that is part of the fun as we have so many species across the West and across the United States and embarking on each one of these adventures is different and it's a learning curve and learning the species. And, and every time I do it, uh, you know, I get hooked on the process and whether that's hunting caribou or moose or goats or sheep or deer or elk, like I, I get immersed in learning that, that species, their tendencies and habits, and then, you know, being able to, to, to hunt and harvest one, it's just the ultimate challenge. And I think that that challenge is what brings us back. So I actually have a, a Hawaii trip planned for July. Uh, I have some really good buddies out there on Hawaii and now there's um, 80,000 axis deer on Maui alone and 20,000 on Lanai. And so they have to be hunted. They, they have this, um, the, this uh, temperate weather all year long. And so those axis deer just absolutely thrive out there. Uh, but they start competing for the same choice gases, uh, grasses as the cattle do. And so their numbers definitely have to be controlled. And it, it's fun to hunt an animal. It, it's just nice to know that, that uh, uh, we're doing our part in conservation as well and that they have to be harvested. Otherwise, you know, they're going to have to uh, have helicopters come in and, and shoot these deer just because of their competition for the food source. And so um, us hunters are a real asset out there. And so it's fun to, to go and, and um, I'm the same way. I fill some soft side coolers and usually I'll bring my girls on the vacation and, and we'll hang out on the beaches and then hunt a little bit. And then um, all of them, we call it uh, those soft side coolers. We call them a, a, a meat person. So each one of the girls has to bring, you know, a soft side cooler song. back okay. as their as their carry on. Yeah, they're forced to. But uh, we just absolutely love the meat and then just love the whole experience around them. So it, it's so fun to be able to embark on these different adventures. And, and like you say, Savage is the best tool for the job and all these different calibers and uh, all these different features. And so um, it, it's just amazing the service you guys provide to us hunters. And, and uh, we're just thankful that you guys are building such accurate rifles for us. Yeah, we're, we're working our best on it and keep innovating. And I'm happy to be partnered with Eastman's, like I said, to kind of create all the content and support out there to get people into it. And, you know, it's nice to see you get to take your family out there and do it together and learn and kind of keep growing. 
Oh, it's amazing. So uh, what's on the horizon for Savage? Um, can you talk about any of the new features or new things you're coming out with or um, uh, anything new from Savage or plans for the future? I mean, I wish I could divulge new products, but, <laughs> you know, always the question out there. I would keep an eye on Savage. Um, I think we used to strive to launch new and innovative platforms as often as we could. And sometimes that was maybe every few years. And we've hit the point where, hey, we should be coming out with an innovative platform or innovative technology every year, if not more. So I think that people definitely need to keep their eye out and see what we're working on. But I yeah. don't think I can divulge as information <laughs> to you. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think I could talk you out of it, but I didn't know uh, if you had anything um, new it's coming an up. But, effort. <laughs> oh yeah, right. Uh, but definitely keep your eye on Savage as they they are building the the best, most accurate rifles on the planet. I'm so impressed with this um, new 6.5 Creedmoor that I've got set up. And like you say, the rifle will shoot way better than I ever can. But uh, it's shooting some super groups for me, and so uh, I'm super pumped to get this thing out and use it. And and uh, yeah, just keep up the good work, Jessica. It was amazing to get you on the podcast. I sure appreciate it. Thanks for having me. It was great. Yep. Okay. We'll talk soon. Thanks. All right. Good going. Yeah, I think that went really well. All right, guys, that's a wrap. Make sure to check out Savage Arms for those great rifles that we talked about on here. Great mountain rifles uh, with great accuracy. So uh, just a game changer for rifle season. Um, also want to thank Six Hour Optics uh, for their support of the podcast. Again, those um, image stabilizing binos. I'm blown away at these things, like uh, being able to stabilize that image, like coming over a windy ridge. I, I really think these things are the future. But they also have uh, great uh, standard binos. Uh, spotting scope is off the hook, like really good clarity. Uh, and, and then uh, range finders are the best on the market. Uh, absolutely love those things. So if you're in the market for any of that, Make sure to check out um, Six Hour Optics. And with that, man, oh man, I am getting pumped. Um, just two weeks away from seasons and season and cutting these legs loose. Um, man, it's so exciting when we're when we're leading up to this. So just doing all the little things, um, uh, getting done with a lot of work, which um, is is necessary so I can take off and. Just making sure I've got everything dialed in, but also getting all that training in, the, the shooting and the running and really going to try to peak for this this hunt that's coming up or all these hunts that are coming up really, but um, just trying to be in the absolute best shape I can. It's tough. Um, it's a smoky summer here, so, you know, running out in this thick smoke, I don't... I'm not quite sure if I'm doing myself more damage than good, but uh, it, it's just day in, day out putting in that work to make sure that I'm ready, so... I don't really have an option when it's so smoky outside, but um, uh, hopefully we get some rains and, um, man, it puts some of these fires out and uh, I'm just really looking forward to fall here. So uh, it's going to be here before we know it. Uh, make sure to keep putting in the work. Uh, thanks again to, to Jessica from Savage Arms for being on the podcast. I really appreciate it. And uh, thank you guys for the support, support on social media, uh, downloads, reviews on the podcast. It really helps me out, so I appreciate it. And uh, with that, check in with you next week.